Hello, friends. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so happy to welcome you to my program today. I want to talk to you about going to the other side. Has God given you an assignment or are you believing God for something? And it seems like you're stuck in the middle. Well, I want to encourage you in these next few minutes to keep going to the other side. Because when Jesus said, go to the other side in, in Luke chapter eight, he was not kidding around. He was going to the other side. And what God has said to you, he is not a man that he should lie. And what he said to you, what he's promised to you, he is one who keeps his promises. All of his promises are yes and amen. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, that we can trust him all the way to the other side. Now, maybe you have prayer needs in your life. Oh, please let us know because we so believe in the power of God. I'm hearing from some of you about the testimonies that you're receiving as you're watching the program. It's the power of God. It's, it's, it's our heart agreeing with the Word of God. And when you agree with the Word of God and you believe, it opens us up to receive from Him. He's so wonderful. There's nothing in Him that's not wonderful. And we want you to let us know how we can pray for you. And then again, if you have something you want to tell us, that what God is doing in your life, please let us know. Well, if you have your Bible, I want you to open with me to Luke chapter 8. And maybe some of you already know this story, but it's so powerful. It is so powerful what happens in this scripture, in this story. And so Jesus, he's been ministering and and he's teaching and and. <clears throat> And then uh, his mother and his brothers, they come to him. And, and Jesus says in verse 21 of chapter 8, he answers and he says that my mother and my brother are those who hear and do the word of God. And then after that, in verse 22, it says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and they were in great danger. And they came to him and they awoke him saying, master, master, we're perishing. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the sea and they ceased and there was a calm. But he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. Well, I want us to start back at the beginning of this story because there's so much in it. In verse 22, they, they set out uh, and they get in the boat 
And then Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Now, when Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side of the lake, he's not saying, let us cross over unless something happens. Or, you know, I'm not sure if I really want to cross over or not, but uh, I heard maybe we could, but, you know, there could be a storm. Oh, I don't know. No. Uh-uh. When Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side of the lake, it means they're crossing over to the other side of the lake. You see, Jesus, he doesn't throw words around. He doesn't, you know, just like, I, I, I'm going to say this because, you know, I think it'll make them feel good. Mm -mm. What he says, he means. He meant it so much that when the storm came, he was asleep. Jesus' words, they carry so much weight. The Word of God filled with Jesus' words, the promises of God, they're all yes and amen. There's not one of them that's like, I think so or maybe so. They're all yes and amen. And when Jesus speaks his words, he's not just throwing words around or wanting to hear himself speak. He means what he says. And when he said, let us go over to the other side, he absolutely meant, let us go over to the other side. And friend, I just want to talk to you because sometimes what comes out of our mouth, we don't even believe our words. So much things comes out of our mouth, exaggeration maybe, maybe even a lie, maybe an outright lie or exaggeration or foolish talk. We don't even believe the words that come out of our own mouth. How are we going to believe the words that Jesus says? If Jesus said, I'm going to be at your house tonight at 7 o'clock for dinner, do you think that at 7, 10, he wouldn't be there? You'd still be waiting on him? No. He'd be there at 7 o'clock. Because he keeps his word. When the Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. It's not a waste of words. It's the truth that by the stripes, by the beating, by the bruising, by the lashing that was all over his body, we are healed. It's the truth. He wasn't making up words. He wasn't saying words to put in a book. He said words that he absolutely meant. And when Jesus said, we're going to the other side, we got to learn something about Jesus, friends. We got to learn from this example. He said, we're going to the other side. 
it didn't matter what happened in the middle of the lake. We're going to the other side. When Jesus says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. When Jesus says that I will take care of your needs, I care about all your needs. When Jesus says, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive you. He's not just saying these words. It's the truth. It's the direction. It's, it's, it's like the compass for our life. You know, it, it, now we depend on the navigator and GPS. We, we depend on it like it's, it's the compass. It tells us what to do in such and such of this these meters or these feet, you're going to turn left. And we're staring at that thing and we're saying, yes, yes, I'm going to turn left. Well, it's the guide. We got to look at this word of God like it is the guide. That is the truth. Why do you look at that GPS or that navigator and trust it? That when you get there and you make that left turn, this is going to be the right way because you trust that that's the truth. Well, this word, Jesus' words are the truth. And when that storm came, this is amazing. Okay, the storm came, we just read it, and it says that the water began to come in and fill in, fill the boat. Then it says that the uh, disciples, that they, were, that they were afraid because the Bible says that it was dangerous, that their lives were in danger. And the, bo and the boat was filling with water. Now, here's my question because I've always thought this, didn't say it to anybody, but I'm saying to you right now. I always kind of thought that you know, Jesus was in kind of a secret place of the boat where they didn't have any water. Well, that's not true. The boat was filling with water. So what does that mean? Jesus, it says he was asleep. He's sleeping in, <clears throat> in some other gospels. It says he was sleeping on a pillow. Jesus was sleeping on a pillow and water is rising. Maybe it's up to his knees. Maybe it's up to his waist. But as the water rises, he so believes in what he said they were going to do that the water rising on his body, maybe it got up to his neck. We don't know. It didn't wake him. He wasn't one bit concerned that they weren't going to the other side. I was preaching this one other place and one woman was listening to me and she had, she had terrible neighbors and they kept, kept her up at night and she heard this message and she came to me the next day and she said, I slept all night because of the peace of God. The peace of God, the peace of God was in Jesus He's sleeping through water rising up over his body and the peace of God, <coughs> the peace of God is in you. The peace of God is in you to sleep through a storm. Wow. 
we are storm stoppers. Look what Jesus did. Okay, so we know the disciples, they came. It sounds like, you know, they went, Jesus, wake up. No, the, the, in the Greek, it's like they gave him a resurrection. They took a hold of him and they said, why are you sleeping? Get up. We are perishing here. And then it says that Jesus spoke to the storm. Why did Jesus speak to the storm? Why didn't the disciples speak to the storm? The disciples were in the same boat with Jesus. Jesus said, you're going to the other side. They didn't believe that they were going to the other side. But in their boat was Jesus. In their boat was the storm stopper. And I want to say to you and to me, inside of us, Bible says it's the Holy Spirit, that he's just like Jesus. Inside of us is the storm stopper. Inside of us is the peace of God. Inside of us is the love of God. For whatever situation we find ourselves in, inside of us is the storm stopper. Jesus said to them, where was your faith? Why didn't you stop the storm? Jesus thought that they would stop the storm. He believed that they would stop the storm. Jesus, he I'm sure Jesus believed that because he was in the boat and because he said, we're going to the other side. So these waves and this water, this is not a problem because Jesus said, we're going to the other side. So let's just tell this storm to stop. Jesus considered them storm stoppers. Jesus considers you and I storm stoppers. Why? Because the storm stopper, the Holy Spirit, he lives in you. He lives in me. What is it that God is wanting you to go to? What is on the other side? Jesus may be said to you, and you're taking a hold of it, and the sickness hasn't gone away yet, but you're taking a hold of it, and you said, Jesus... I'm going to the other side of this sickness with you. And on that other side is healing. And Lord, I am claiming your word that by your stripes, I am healed. And I am speaking to these symptoms that are in my body. And I'm telling them to stop right now in the name of Jesus. Because the healer lives in me. And he he took those that beating and he took those stripes for me and by his stripes I'm healed and you storm you see symptoms that are acting up in my body pain itching terrible pain disease you stop right now in the name of Jesus because he lives inside of me He's inside your boat, if you want to say it like that. Why was Jesus asleep? 
because he knew that he was going to the other side and he knew that what he said, he meant. What he said to you is not a maybe. It is, I will. I will. We can't give up in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the storm, and not go completely to the other side when he's put that kind of greatness and that kind of power inside of you. And he's calling you forth to exercise your faith and to look at that storm and to say, storm, you're not taking me down. I'm taking you down. And we agree so much with the Holy Spirit and his power that Jesus says, I'm coming. I'm coming with my power. I'm coming with my power. You're agreeing with me. You're using your faith. I have received healing. I've told you that so many times in my body. It's because he revealed to me so many years ago that he just wasn't just the healer or the miracle worker in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but he's the miracle worker, the healer in my own body, in my own life. And I'm talking to somebody right now. You need to take a hold of the truth of God. That if he said you're going to the other side, just like he said to those disciples, he's not joking around with you. He's not playing around with you. He means you're going to the other side of that sickness or of that disease. And that healing is yours by his power and in his name and through his blood. It's our, it's our responsibility it's our privilege to believe it and to receive it. You know, I've thought before, I've thought, you know, we believe that Jesus died for us and that we, we trust in his blood and we confess him as Lord and that we are going to heaven. We believe that. We're going to go to heaven. Why can't we believe just as much that he's your son's healer. He's your mother's healer. He's your husband's healer. He's your healer. He's your savior. In that salvation is your healing. Think about those disciples. They were so afraid. They were they were afraid for their lives. They might have been thinking, I don't know if I'm going to see my family again. I didn't know I was going to get on this boat and die. Why doesn't Jesus do something? He's over there sleeping. And then here comes a crashing wave and here comes more water into the boat and they hear the howling of the wind. What did I just describe? I described a storm. But inside of you is the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the very power of God, 
to speak to that storm, to hold up your Bible and say, I'm not going under, I'm going over. The Bible says I'm not the tail, I'm the head. The Bible says I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the country. The Bible says that he cares for me, that I can cast all my care upon him because he cares for me. The Bible says I can come before him and he receives me and to come before him boldly before his throne and he will give me help and mercy in my time of need. You see, that's, friend, that's taking the Bible not as some book on a table somewhere, but as the sword that it is. And you're saying, you're believing Jesus is a, a, tells the truth and not the lie. And when he says, we're going to the other side, then you're going to the other side. That his truth is, his words are true. His words to you are true. When you hold up that Bible and you say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. When you hold those words, when you say, I'm the blessed, I'm not the cursed. When you hold those words and you speak those words, you're speaking the truth. You're identifying that with the Holy Spirit inside of you, you're agreeing with his power. You're agreeing with his word. And what that does, friend, that opens up the power of heaven to come into your situation. Why am I preaching this with so much passion? Because I've seen it over and over again in my own life. And I know that it's true. And also I'm thinking about these last days. And I'm thinking, so what if you can't get to the doctor? What if you don't have any money to get to the doctor? What are you going to do? You're going to believe God. The Bible says that we're to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You're going to take this word and you're going to say, devil, I'm not taking that from you. And this is what I'm going to do. You might have to fight. You might have to fight for several days. You might have to fight for several weeks. You might be in the middle of that storm right now in the middle of that lake. But you have the power of God inside of you to speak to the storm. And God has given you his word to fight and to win. He is not a man that he should lie. And every word in this scripture is true. It's so important what I'm saying to you. Because we've got to learn to trust in him and trust in him and trust in him. Not just be religious and say, oh yes, I believe. And then we just do all these other things that show that we don't believe. What if you can't depend on those things? What if those things aren't there for you to depend on? What are you going to do? We've got to trust in Jesus. This is our opportunity, friend, to build our faith, to trust in him, and not just 
and not just run to what we think that that what the power that we can have to to make our solution but we say holy spirit holy spirit what do you want me to do holy spirit i know that you're the healer i know that jesus didn't take those stripes on beating and slashing of his skin in vain i know he didn't i know he took them for me i receive your power I receive your healing. That's the power of God. That's the power of God right there where you are. Take a hold of it. Somebody's being touched right now in your stomach. You have stomach problems and the pain is going away in your stomach right now. Receive that from God. Someone right now has had a sore throat. That pain is leaving your throat right now. Receive that. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. That's right. Receive that healing for your foot. Receive that healing. Just move that foot. Just move that foot. Oh, oh, the power of God is on you right now. Just move that foot. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Just see the power of God manifested by you taking a hold of his word and believing it. It's real, friends. And we've got to learn in these last days how real and how willing he is to touch us right where we need it. Well, we're out of time, but I love you. Thank you so much for letting me speak with you. Let us know your prayer need. Let me know what God is doing in your life. And I'll see you next time. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here? My Mouth or Me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 